Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. Today it is a special day. We have both Mock and Timmy on the line. How are you guys? Pretty good. Let's Six go. pennies. Six pennies. Uh, a lot of things have been going on. We recently just onboarded our second sponsor. Shout out to Tasty Tales. Um, D- Derek Shot Farmers Insurance still holding it down as our presenting sponsor. We'll talk more about them in a little bit, but before that, yeah, let's talk about some of these topics. It is Pocket Change. Mock, this is your creation. Uh, do you want to explain quickly what Pocket Change is? Yeah, we just got a list from our last giveaway. We gave away a pair of AirPods. They're amazing. Uh, shout out to Apple, our hopefully next presenting sponsor or additional sponsor. But pretty much we just asked for questions from the audience and we got about and how many we got lined up? We got 89 or so lined up here to get ready to go. Uh, but we wow. try to do this every every other Thursday or so, and uh, we just roll through as many as we can. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Timmy, I'll ask you first. This is from our friend Bowen Kai. He asked, and all he put down is work slash life balance. What is the first thing that pops into your head? Oh man, I used to have such great work life balance. <laughs> Actually, let's just. You might as well just call it life balance. I, I just didn't work very much at all. My a lot of my previous jobs, I worked at home and uh, <laughs> was able to not actually do much work while I was at home. And Albie, that's that's pretty much you sometimes, right? Yeah, it's me, but it's not to the d- degree that uh, you had it in LA for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, LA to me at work was next level. I, 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 I mean, still remember I remember I would have to take vacation right and visit Timmy in LA to like have fun and you know just take a couple days off of work but he had to take zero days off because that was just life literally every single day working at <laughs> yeah, the I mean, beach that was probably up till 2009 2010 or so until I pretty much got real jobs but even after that I, I definitely had more flexibility than most people especially working at home the last few years and now I just go to the office every day and work regular hours but Luckily, I still have, I think, pretty good work-life balance. People at my at my job really understand families and the demands of a little child and everything. So I think I'm pretty. I think I have it pretty good. Shout How about out, you guys? Yeah, shout out to Zach. Zach, he definitely puts everything in perspective for you. I'm sure. Mock, I know you recently just started a new job, or fairly recently. How is your work-life balance? Yeah, it's been less than a year, and I I have to say, work-life balance. A lot of it is dependent on your boss or. or who you report to, right? So if your boss is cool and he's he or she is, you know, understanding and uh, whether or not he has a family himself, but if he's understanding of the situation, um, I mean, I have two young kids at home who obviously just on and off sick all the time, just a lot of germs at daycare and whatnot. And so sometimes, you know, I have to stay home with them. And I think it's one thing to say uh, as a manager or as a director or whoever you report to, it's one thing to say that, you know, all you care about is the work getting done, but it's another thing to really let your actions speak for themselves, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm very grateful for, for this company and my manager specifically. That's a good point because, um, you know, so my, my job, I work from home, or for the most part, I work from home. I do travel to client sites every now and then. But with that being said, I can't even tell you the last time I talked to my reporting manager. Um, Dang! It's super hands-off. He lets us do whatever we want, uh, which which sounds really nice because I do get to manage my time. Um, I set my own meetings, so sometimes days don't start till like 11 a.m., 
with that being said, though, if I ever needed support, if I needed to escalate something, it is harder to access my uh, my manager or director, if you will. So uh, there's pros and cons to both. I think the older we get, we do appreciate work-life balance. Um, I do know that's something that I definitely cherish for this job. Probably my favorite job I've ever had, and I think it's solely because uh, the work-life balance. So that's a great question there. All right, moving on to the next one. We are going to go to Bowen Kai again. Uh, he had another question regarding football this time. Uh, there's been a lot of rule changes in the last few years, um, all stemming from you know brain damage, concussions, CTE, things like that. Uh, with science, there's been a lot more information regarding it. But his question is over under on the number of years until football is banned. So, Mock, I'll go to you first. Do you think football will ever be banned? No. There's too much, way too much money involved. And, the, I mean, the CTE thing and the concussion thing is, is scary, especially for a league that uh, used to really be advertised on that, you know, on big hits, on, you know, he got jacked up. That's a big segment I remember watching back in college on ESPN. But nowadays, you know, with the rule changes, they're trying to make it safer. And at the end of the day, it's a very violent sport. There's only so much you can do, but people still love it. It brings out kind of the gladiator type feel for a lot of people. Yeah, so for me, um, I think I agree with you. I don't think football will ever be banned. I think it's going to change. Like it might become a little more, you know, flag football, touch football-esque. With that being said, though, I love watching football. I think football season Sundays are the most exciting times in all of sports. But yeah. when you see two guys collide running full speed and they're just laying there, you know, on the turf, you're like, yeah. all you can think about is like, oh my gosh, that is for sure brain damage. For sure, like the brain should not be moving within your skull like that. And you just you just feel sorry for them because at the end of the day, like if they were to get seriously hurt, their teams would just throw them away. You know, they're they're just... Yeah, assets that's a good point. They're not guaranteed contracts in the NFL versus the other leagues. Yeah, they're, they're but yeah, not, you're right. Like yeah. football is just it's, the NFL in general. Like it's just an amazing product, and it's probably the only sport that I could watch a random game of. Like kind of no matter who's playing, I could watch an NFL game. Timmy, I know you love football. When it comes to it being banned. A, do you think it's ever going to be banned? And two, would you ever put your son, Zach, in football? Wow, A and two. Uh, <laughs> a, I would, I would say uh, you guys are really liberal with the way you're using the word never. I, 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 would, I wouldn't say anything is, is never going to be banned. There's definitely a possibility. I don't think it's anytime soon, like within the next like 15 to 20, maybe 15 years. But even beyond that, there's, there's definitely possibilities. I wouldn't rule it out. Despite its popularity right now, I mean, the popularity has definitely been dropping the last, what, five years? Probably. Um, hasn't it? The yeah, ball. I mean, there's a lot of politics-driven stuff as well, right, with Kaepernick and whatnot. But I thought even before that, ratings had not been as good. I mean, they're still, like, better than all other um, sports leagues, but it's been, uh, I thought it's been a little bit worse for the past several years in a row. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, you guys fact-checked me on that. Well, for number two of your A-B question, I would say, no, I'm not going to really let Zachary play football um, in any, like, organized fashion. I mean, he can play for fun every once in a while, but that's, nice. not, a sport that I, that's not a sport that I'd be interested in him getting really into. Zach what if he loves him? it? Yeah, what if he loves it, and what if he's 
he has a special gift in it. I'll, I'll let you guys know when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, first thing that happens whenever you know I see two guys collide and in the nasty collision, I definitely my heart drops. I I feel for them, but I also look around to make sure the wife's not watching, just so she doesn't have another argument. Just in case Levi really likes playing football. Yeah, Levi is definitely going to be the one dishing out uh, pain, if you will, uh, when he's on the football field. But with, I do want to say, like, we're watching professional football, or really college football, so high stakes, whether it's NCAA or the NFL. Um, we see these hits, and they get, you know, top-tier medical um, care, and they get all this attention and all that kind of stuff. I'm actually more worried about, like, you know, small town Texas high school games because you're going to still get the same type of collisions, but you're not going to get the same type of medical care. And you know for sure um, there's instances where a player may or may, or may not have had a serious concussion or a official concussion, but they're going to go and, and play on it anyways. And I think that's the scary part of it. Don't do it, Mark. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not going to force him. I, I think it's going to... I'm going to leave it up to him, kind of you can, whatever. You can force him the other way. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just going to kind of introduce him to, to anything and everything, uh, golf, basketball, soccer, football, whatever it might be, and then and then kind of see what sticks, if anything sticks at all. All right. Uh, moving on. Thank you, Bo and Kai, for those, uh, for those awesome questions there. We're going to go to Justin Kim. Um, I'm not sure if this is my friend Justin from college, or is this one of your friends, Mock? Um, but his first question is, how to discourage or prevent tanking in sports? Timmy, I'll start with you. Tanky. Oh, I don't know, but that's a that's a big deal with the new gambling rules and everything being legalized. Uh, like, I didn't think about a, that. Good point. Is it? It's a it's a huge thing now, but I don't know. I mean, the NBA has been trying to fight it and making rule changes for the draft, but I don't think. But that's you love tanking. I do love tanking. I'm a I'm a hinky advocate, so. I'm completely supportive of temporary tanking for the good of the future. But Philly temporary tanking was like seven years long. <laughs> no, Philly tanking was le- was shorter than the Lakers, but nobody said anything about the Lakers. The Lakers tried; they just sucked. Yeah, I mean, they tried. That's to, not tanking. That's they just tried to pay Kobe Bryant fifty million dollars over two years. That's that is deliberate yeah. tanking that was disguised really well. No, that's just no, incompetence, no. man. Disagree. Disagree. Uh, it's a little both, yeah. Erroneous, erroneous. Personally, Uh, I'm okay with tanking as well, uh, just because it's not a guarantee win at the end of the day. Uh, Something like Philly, I've always said. I mean, I'll respect the hanky. I just reread his uh, kind of manifesto manifesto, uh, (laughs) a few months ago, and uh, props to him for writing that up and, and really putting his heart into it. But at the same time, you just never know when the process ends. Like it's you call it a process, and processes. Just this ever-flowing, abstract idea. So that's the thing. Like even with the Astros tanking, right? Uh, yeah. There was, we had, we we still missed on a few prospects, and and you still have to hit on a lot of your drafts. You have to really know what you're doing. So it's not as simple as just losing games. Like there's a lot more strategy and things that go into it. So well, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. That's why it has to be a longer process. Um, like for Hinky, he, they missed several times too. They missed on Jaleel Okafor, and they yeah. 
um, and they picked Nerlens Noel. They couldn't get all the way to the bottom. So I mean, they just got lucky with the with the two number ones after that. Um, have, just a total aside before Albie talks about this topic. Have you guys listened to the Origins podcast about Nick Saban? No, I have not. What is no, it? It's, it's new. It just came out. It's just about Nick Saban and the culture he created at Alabama. But I didn't realize that he actually calls his strategy also the process. Did you guys know? Saban does? Yeah. They talk about it a lot in, I think, the second episode. They're like, oh, the process, the process. I was like, man, does this guy, does this guy hinky before? Or I guess he, it's a different process, but um, it's it was a just vast, funny how they kept yeah, saying it. Yeah, it's a vastly different pro- process because they have a top five recruiting class every single year for the last Yeah, his process years. is more like actually following all the steps to do good, even if the results don't necessarily show like even the, even if you don't win you're still like trying really hard pretty much every single play yeah that's the opposite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know uh, albert what do you think i'm a big proponent of tanking um i'm very black and white i think every single league every single year there's only about three or four legitimate teams that can win the title for their respective sport and i feel like everyone else should try to lose i just feel like there's no point um if everyone else yeah i just feel like there's no point being mediocre unless if you're talking about basketball unless you have like a top five player i really don't think that you can win the championship sans 2011 mavs um if in the nfl if you don't have a top five quarterback i don't think you can legitimately think that you can win the title things like that and so if you are on the cusp of, of being a playoff team or a lottery team, I think that you should err on the side of lottery. But that's my that's my whole mindset. And Mock knows that's how I play fantasy as well. Um, I kind of analyze where my team is about six way six weeks through the year in football. And if I don't think I have a legit shot, I kind of sell my players off and and look yeah. towards the next year. But everyone has their own strategy. I just like I don't like to be in the the wheel of mediocrity, if you will. Yeah. I can see that for basketball. Yeah. Because that's there what are I was six, say. there's sixteen teams that make the playoffs. But when you go to like baseball and football where it's uh you know only a handful of teams are making the playoffs and they're always there's always like some some sort of upsets too and it's like more variability I think. Right. There's still probably only a handful that are like true contenders, but there are also teams that are gonna just pop out out of nowhere like uh I, I don't have examples since I don't follow the sports. And like Tampa Bay win like a, a random Super Bowl when they weren't really that good, or like Jacksonville goes to the Super Bowl. Like yeah, I don't know, there's there's random fair. little things that'll happen there where I, you if I you can get best, to the final game, like yeah. that is definitely worth the the shot. Yeah, I think yeah. the best example of that would be the 2007 New York Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. There you go. Um, but that that is a good point, and I think with baseball you might have a better chance if you just get in the playoffs. I feel like anyone can win at that point. But right. even even then, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's for me it's black and white. I don't I don't like gray. I mean even like football, like you, you get like the Ravens, like like Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl. Or like the like Nick Foles goes and wins the Super Bowl. Those aren't like top five quarterbacks all the time, right? Yeah. I mean I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Are you guys impressed with my football and baseball knowledge? Yeah that's man, Joe Flacco out of nowhere. You know it. Are you you have an almanac open right now? What's going I on? I got I got the old almanac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more note about I guess just basketball. I would say yes. I see your point. 
but at the same time, like there's not a generational player in every draft either, you know. Sure. So you you really have to do get lucky, especially with the ping pong balls bouncing your way. But at least when it comes to preventing tanking in like fantasy football, I think there's Ooh. certain ways to do it, right? Wait, how? This has been, how? Well, this has been a topic, especially <laughs> in our in our league recently. I think people are upset a little bit with your strategy and a couple other people in the league. So now we just make the losing teams pay more. So yeah. that's one way to do it, and that's fine. And skew the lottery. So we had, I had a lottery before that was you know heavily skewed towards the uh, last place team and then the eleventh place team and so on and so forth. And then now every team in the league is in the lottery to a certain extent. So everyone has a chance to to get that winning ping pong ball. I'm probably fine with fantasy tanking because everybody really has a full shot to to do exactly the same thing. Like you can make trades with anybody who's tanking, or you can tank. At any given time, right. it's not like the NBA where you have to like please your fan base or like your owner. Yeah, you, exactly. you are in charge. So I like the idea of making last couple place teams have to pay a little bit more because basically they're just investing in possibly the future. But yeah, I think it comes down to who can make those best moves to prepare themselves for the next couple of years. Thank yeah. you, Timmy. I appreciate that. Get it, Albie. <laughs> Get it. All right. Just kidding. I haven't won in like three years, four years. Um, that, hey, that's the process. It is the process. <laughs> Next year. It is the process. I, I feel really good about my team this year, by the way. Uh, we'll talk Camara. about it. Yeah, we'll talk about oh, it later. Man. All right, Justin Kim, you have another question. I'm sorry for those who don't like sports, um, but this is kind of centered around sports this episode. Uh, his next question is, do high-top shoes actually prevent ankle rolling better than mid- or low-top basketball shoes? I'll go ahead and start, and then you guys can uh, can reply to me. So I don't think it prevents any rolling. I think um, with sports and with everything else, everything is mental. And so when you're wearing high-top shoes or mid-top shoes, it might help your confidence, and you think you're not going to roll your shoes or you roll your ankles, and you actually do something that is reckless or out of the ordinary, and you might end up having a better chance of rolling your shoes uh, rolling your ankles. I don't know why I keep saying that. But with with that being said, I think if you sprain your ankle, let's say you jump up and you land on someone's foot, no matter what shoe or no matter if you're wearing a brace or not, the ankle is going to turn and you're just going to sprain it no matter what. Timmy, you still wear high tops, right? Uh, I don't really play much basketball. I, I wear the shoes that Albie gave me. Those are, those are <laughs> higher, right? Wait, which shoes? I gave you like seven pairs. The, K- the KDs, the good ones. Uh, those are low tops. Those are like medium. Uh, I think I consider those like relatively high because the shoes I had before that were uh, not high at all, and that's where I had the worst ankle sprain in my <laughs> life. I actually, like tore a ligament or something, oh. um, like a couple years ago, and that definitely scarred me mentally, like you're saying. And after that, you just start thinking like, oh, if I wear higher top shoes, then it's gonna help. But I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you that like if you land the wrong way, no matter what, you're screwed. But at the same time, like there definitely is a feel that it feels like it is more secure when there's a higher top. I don't know if that mental aspect of it, the way it feels in your brain, mm-hmm. uh, affects maybe the way you're going to play or the way that you're going to land, and that helps. I, I'm not sure what it is, but to me, it, I would I would definitely wear something with a higher top now that I've experienced a bad sprain. I do want to jump in before mock there. So I think what's even more important when it comes to shoes and spraining your ankle is not the the upper sole, if you will, not the ankle support, but more the the soles. Like, is it easy for oh. your 
your feet to roll back and forth because you're making so many cuts um, horizontally that. Whoa, I, you cut? Yeah, man, I cut now. <laughs> I try, or at least I, wow. I go for offensive rebounds. Rebounds. Offensive uh, rebounds. With that wow. being said, like you want to be able to be on the side of your feet from time to time. I think those are the shoes that really not prevent uh, ankle sprains, but really just make it a lot more stable, if you will. Yeah, I, I think it it's very variable depending on your game, right? So, um, you're right. I'm on my I'm on the sides of my feet a lot, and and on my toes a lot. So. I've tried wearing high tops before, and they just—I don't wear them right either. So I, I'll wear them, but I'll leave like the top hanging loose, uh, which kind of defeats the purpose, I guess. But I, I would say that to answer this question, I think yes, they do actually prevent ankle rolling better than mid or low tops if you wear them correctly. Like if you have them all the way wrapped, like you know, kind of those old school Hirachis going halfway up your ankle mm-hmm. or past your ankle, like it's gonna be pretty good even if you land on someone versus if you land on someone with low tops like you're you're pretty much done like you're you're just hoping it's not broken i feel like mock is a difficult test case because all of your joints are like different directions aren't they like even when you're walking i feel like you're on the edges of your- <laughs> do you sprain yeah, your feet and um pigeon toe yeah do you, do you sprain your ankle often mock or no no i've probably done it like maybe f- four or five times in my life and I always keep playing like I'll, I'll tighten up my shoes and keep playing and then I'll All feel right. the next day but LeBron ball is life man LeBron <laughs> all right so when you guys you know play three to four hours of basketball or workout or, or whatever what's the first three to four hours yeah what's the first thing yeah, you guys okay. do afterwards or think about after you know, sweating for three hours not a trick uh, question I go get some milk tea and I go home and take a shower. Timmy, what about you? I I I don't think I have sweat for three hours in a row working <laughs> out since probably like college. So I I don't know the answer. I, I yeah, I'll probably like sit down and like drink a bunch of water. That's a perfect segue to Tasty Tales Richardson. Um, oh yeah, they have a new bar. They have new store hours. It is now 11.30 to 11 p.m. Monday through Sunday. They have happy hour from 3 to 7. And they also have reverse happy hour from 9 to 11. I do know the owner, Michelle. She wanted me to mention that they completely redid their bar um, in Richardson. So they have brand new flat screens. They have, you know, amazing fountains and all that kind of stuff. So everything is new. Everything is um, awesome. Reverse happy hour, happy hour. And what's even better, guys, if you go to Tasty Tales Richardson and you mention Six Pennies Podcast, she will give you a 15% discount on your entire bill. I don't know how you can beat that. 15% off on your entire bill by just mentioning Six Pennies Podcast. So Timmy and Mock, when's the next time you're coming up to Dallas? I don't know. We're going to Tasty Tales, though. It's a great post-workout recovery. Exactly. For sure. We need to plan a trip. Let's do it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Six Pennies Podcast today. Please check out our Facebook, Six Pennies Podcast. There you'll see us directly linked to Tasty Tales Richardson as well as Derek Shaw Farmers Insurance, if you guys were wondering. Um, we're also on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud. If you have any extra time, please leave us a review, five stars. And uh, have a good day, guys. <laughs>